0: It's the Star Wars Imperial Troop Transporter that you put together. Batteries not included. Stormtrooper sold separately. What's that?
1: It's my Troop Transporter. It makes five more sounds, too. r you d 2 where are you?
2: There's the laser cannon, stun gun, and Stormtrooper. Did he say that? Oh, Dad.
0: Star Wars Imperial
3: Troop Transporter. Stormtrooper sold separately. New from Kenner.
2: Will you get on with it? Okay,
3: okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys Podcast, the discussion about Star Wars toys of the past, present, and future. This is our eighteenth episode. Joining me tonight from igrewupstarwars.com, Star Wars dot it's the OT Curmudgeon, Tom. Hello Tom.
1: Howdy everybody. Good to be here. That's all I've got to say.
3: Also joining us from JediBusiness.com, Chris V. Hello, Chris. Hey, what's up, everybody? From Bendom's to the Black Series, he collects them all. It's our good friend, Ryan.
2: Hey, how's it going? Apparently, I collect uh, car merchandise now, too, to go in my car or something. Yeah, maybe we should think
3: of a new (laughs) new little catchphrase or whatever for you. Um, He
2: buys all the crap out
3: there. He buys it all.
2: Works for me. (laughs) (laughs)
3: And our special guest tonight is Matt Fox from This Week in Star Wars podcast. Hello, Matt. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on. We're really excited to have you on tonight. Uh, Looking forward to talking to you about some uh, Star Wars toys. Absolutely. Bring it on. Remember, you can contact us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash galaxy of toys. Twitter at Galaxy of Toys, and remember you can listen to previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, or go to our Podbean page at galaxyoftoys.podbean.com. So tonight we are going to continue where we left off on our last episode. Let's see, last time we were talking with Jimmy Mack about the uh, three and three quarter inch action figures from 1979. And tonight we're gonna move to the play sets and vehicles from around that time. Let's start with uh, let's start with a favorite of Tom's, the Imperial Troop Transport. Tom, I never had this vehicle, but you did. So uh, why don't you tell us about it? I think it's a favorite of many,
1: to be honest with you. Many, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, troop transport gray held a bunch of figures. You could throw R2D2 in the back. Had a little cannon. You could throw guys in the driver's seat, but most importantly, you had that little uh sound uh, those little sound buttons up top so when you uh pushed the button, you got little uh recorded uh what two, three, two, three second little horribly recorded snippets of uh some uh star wars sound bites
3: now this uh wasn't actually featured in the film. this is kind of the first expanded universe vehicle. Right. This is uh, a, a
1: toy that they uh, claimed was just outside camera view, wherever that would be. Maybe, I don't know, when they're ice in the uh, sand crawler or something like
3: that. Who knows? But, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Ryan, what do you think of the Imperial Troop Transporter?
2: Uh, it's one of those toys I didn't have as a kid, but I remember like my friends having one. And I wasn't totally sure what it was, because, of course, it wasn't in the movie, but it still looked kind of cool. Um and then when I started, when I got back into collecting in the early 90s again, it started, you know, getting into that stuff. I heard about it. Well, that, that's kind of interesting. It was in the movies. And I can't remember where I picked mine up. It might have been in one of the big lots of stuff I bought at a flea market for like five bucks or something. But um I eventually did pick one up. And it's a cool little vehicle. I, I love the all the kind of little features it has. You can have the two pilots in it and store six troops in it. And, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of a fun vehicle. It's like a mini rig, but a lot bigger. So I, I like the idea behind it.
1: Did you have the uh, the Empire Strikes Back one without the sound bites, or the uh, Star Wars one with the sound bites?
2: Right. Um, it has the buttons for the sound bites. Don't uh, work though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a touchy deal. If you uh, played with it quite a bit, or maybe even not quite a bit, those those that record would kind of. Bust on you, so that's kind of a bummer.
0: Man. Is that something that's easy to repair
1: it I think doesn't... so. There's a few websites out there that uh can help maybe uh suggest a few ways of, of fixing it was uh, that, that a
4: record in there
1: I believe so. I think it was a little record and you pushed the uh one of the you know the selected button and it would hit the little teeny little track of the uh whichever oh, yeah. no, uh, i whichever I had one, one myself you yeah. I, I think it was a, a little record there,
4: if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, Matt, did you have the Imperial Troop Transporter too? Yes, I did. And it was one of my favorites. And I, yeah, the fact that it wasn't in the movie, but it came with, that, it came with a comic book or some sort of, you know, uh, you know, a manual that sort of told you what the troops did with it down on Tatooine and how it fit into the, into the larger picture if it had been in the movie. And I thought that was great. Although I, I really thought it was sort of – I thought it was – the way that the troopers went in on the side was sort of strange because I couldn't understand how they would have gotten into it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd never, I never really was able to close that logical circle in my mind. But And the other thing is it came with those visors. Or whatever that you could, you could put on, on the package they had them on, like Princess Leia or Luke Skywalker. Right. Brain,
1: brain brain scramblers.
4: Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, they, they called them brain scramblers or or brainwashers. And I, I mean, as like an eight year old, that really sort of scared me (laughs) for, you know, for a Star Wars toy. But, uh, no, I, I, this
3: was one, definitely one of the toys that I, it was one of my go to vehicles. And then, Tom, like you said, they reissued this for Empire Strikes Back without the sound chip, right? Is that?:
1: Right. Yeah, I think uh, it, the, the little record was so problematic that they uh, just decided to, uh, you, know, go without. And uh, I think I don't know what they, exactly what they did to uh, remove those buttons. I, I had the, the first incantation of the, the toy, so I'm not quite sure what the other one looked like. But um, I think they changed the uh, the sticker uh, layout, and there were some new stickers on the, uh, on the Empire Strikes Back version also.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at some photos of it in the uh, Star Wars Action Figure Archive book by Stephen Zansweet. And it looks like for the Empire version, they um, changed the stickers. And they also, it looks like the, maybe, it looks like the plastic might be a lighter gray. It's hard, it's hard to tell for sure. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it, for sure. And uh, they no longer called it the Imperial tr- Troop Transporter. They just called it the Imperial Cruiser for the reasons. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah um, I,
1: I do have to say that uh, the, the fact that um, I never really gave it any thought as to how, Matt, how they were, uh, how those stormtroopers made it into those little side compartments. You, you must have been a more yeah, I, I don't
4: know why I got hung up on that.
1: You it were, were more a more father I with
4: any other vehicle.
1: You were obviously a more advanced child than I was. <laughs> I was p- pretty accepting of the whole situation.
3: Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, it's, and and expecting a stormtrooper to crawl in there, that would be kind of difficult. It's not very, from what I've heard, it's not very easy to uh, move around in uh, stormtrooper gear.
1: Yeah, can you imagine the uh, the the pilots in the uh, in the cockpit? Deploy the stormtroopers!
3: Ah, <laughs> Ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It's like five minutes of trying to get out of that little (laughs) coon
3: there that they're all probably locked into. Yeah. Uh, Anybody else have any thoughts on the Imperial Troop Transporter before we move along?
2: I'm just taking mine apart to see what's inside. Don't get
3: back, right? So would you please not mess with that thing? Oh,
2: actually,
1: I believe uh if you are looking for repair repair um information on how to maybe fix your uh uh troop transport, I think toyfixer.com can help you out.
3: Oh, yeah, that's a good website. I've been there before.
1: Yeah, I think you know, they one of their first uh one of their first articles was uh how to fix the uh this particular toy.
3: There's a lot of helpful things on that site. Absolutely. Yeah, I have
2: to find a C battery though. That's going to be the problem. I think it's a C battery, but yeah, those are Ooh. rare. Ooh, hey, I got it open. C battery. Where are you going to find a C battery? You're going
1: to have to get a time machine and go back. C, just go to the store, Ryan. Jeez, you're, <laughs> apparently,
2: apparently you're at the store all the time. <laughs> I am at the store all the time.
3: Are there any Star Wars batteries out right now? That would Ryan, be awesome. Ryan.
1: Ryan do, are there?
2: No. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put that matter. on the list. We need Star Wars batteries. Just yep. a matter of time. <laughs> I really want the Star Wars toilet paper though. That's 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 on my list. So.
3: Chris, do you have an Imperial Troop Transporter?
0: Uh, Yeah, I do. Yeah, and it was it was one of my favorite toys as well as a kid. But oh. kind of like Ryan said, you know, it was really confusing because I couldn't really locate it in the movie. And so I really never knew where it kind of fit in mm-hmm. with everything. Um, but, yeah, I love playing with the buttons and, you know. And that's what got me excited about Star Wars Rebels now, you know, with the, with the designs that they showed off and that they're kind of going back to kenner designs to put those vehicles in the show i kind of i don't know It just kind of really got me excited about that yeah, so
1: well, we had to wait 35 years for a screen uh, screen uh incantation of the troop transport finally we're getting it
3: i think there was one on course on episode two
0: really no <laughs> okay <laughs> well it kind of showed up in a bunch of comic books right yeah, I
2: think it including matters. the comic that came with it, right?
0: Yeah, some of the early con-
1: uh, some of the early comic books I think had the troop transport featured in it. Some of the yeah, off
4: the stories Yeah, books, yeah. And yeah,
3: exactly. Didn't the stormtroopers ride in it to Tatooine on Tatooine to uh kill Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen? Isn't that how they got there? Riding around on that thing? I no one knows. I think
1: it was knows. TK-441's <laughs> birthday and they loaded everybody up to go to uh, the Moss Eisley uh, Pizza Hut. Yeah. And that was in a comic book, but no one
3: saw that except for me.
2: That was probably one of those 1999 comic books to celebrate episode <laughs> one, right, Tom? Ryan, I hate you.
3: <laughs> is there a space – you know, I, this is one of the vehicles I don't have. I tend to not collect vehicles that aren't in the films. Um, is, there like a, is there anywhere for, like, a pilot to sit in this, or is it just just uh, guys along the side?
1: No, yeah. no, it's – you can open the little doors, and you can put two figures in the cockpit oh, for okay. sure. Yeah. Well, Very very roadie. What are you? What are you you kidding me, Jason? You're getting crazy over there. I don't know. I've never had one of these. This is a great. This is a great toy. Look into it. All right. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we get a new uh, version of this one in the next couple of years.
3: That'd be cool. I I, I'd be all for that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the vehicle they lead with.
1: Well, maybe they. Hopefully, they can figure out a better way to uh, make those sounds. I wish, uh, Jason, if you can find the sounds, Mm -hmm. you might want to throw throw that in there. Okay.
3: In the podcast, well, if I can find a
2: C battery, I might be able to fix this. So
3: yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. (laughs) Okay, moving along, Darth Vader's TIE fighter. Tom, we'll go back. We'll start with you again. Did you ever have the Darth Vader's TIE fighter?
1: Sadly, no. I didn't have the X-wing, the TIE fighter, or the Darth Vader TIE fighter. I liked it, but you know, between the three, I think uh, the Darth Vader TIE fighter probably would have been the third on my list to get. You know, I I I do like it, and one of these days I'll I'll pick it up. But uh, as of now, no, I don't have it.
3: Mm. Yeah, looking, I don't. I don't have this. This is another uh, another one of the original vehicles. I don't have either. One of the few. Ryan, so you have this vehicle?
2: Yeah, I didn't have it as a kid. It's one of those I picked up in the '90s again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, for what it is, it's pretty cool. It's just the Tie Fighter cockpit with different wings. Um, so it's, mean it, it, they call it <laughs> there's Tie Fighter, but you know, until we got the Power of the Force two version. We didn't really have, I would say, Vader's TIE fighter with the, the whole back on it and everything. Because all they did was just take that cockpit ball and put new wings on it, and that was it. But I mean, it, it looks like Vader's TIE fighter from the side or from the front, I guess. So that, that
3: works. Uh, Matt,
4: yeah, oh yeah, I had it, and I I totally bought it as a completely different vehicle from the TIE fighter because it had the it was gray, whereas you know the TIE fighters back then were white. Mm-hmm. so you know if it's not being able to refer to the movie on video on demand i thought oh yeah it's a great representation of it i used it all the time my wings had trouble yeah you know, not not staying onto the cockpit but the part where you put the prongs into the into the actual wing they would never if i ever shot them apart that that little connecting part would fall out and so I had real trouble keeping this one together.
2: Yeah, that's it, interesting, Matt. When I, when I actually hung mine recently from the ceiling, I was having a real hard time keeping the wing onto those tabs as well. So glad I'm not the only one there.
4: Yeah, no, what I would use, I, I would take the wing and use it as a sort of a landing platform for just sort of the tie for the, for the bubble of both the white TIE Fighter and the gray one. I don't know why, but they fit in there. I thought it looked cool. And since they wouldn't stay on the vehicle anyway, it was some way to utilize them. Because there, there was no imperial landing area for them, so that set those next to my Death Star, and there you know sort of a uh, improvised imperial base.
3: And this uh this had the same sound mechanism, the the same uh, buzzing sound that the original Tie Fighter made.
2: Yeah, it's just like a little piece of foil that a uh, little gear hits on the inside, and it just makes that sound. Yeah, same thing.
0: Chris, you have this vehicle? I did not. No, um, I did have the uh, the white and the blue Tie Fighter though, but I kind of never got the uh vader vader's tie fighter
3: you got the you had the white and the blue tie fighter
0: yeah wow chris yeah
3: what's going on over there in germany does that? Does anyone know? Did Damn. this? Did this vehicle carry over into the Empire Strikes Back line once uh, the packaging changed? To Maybe not into the Empire. I
4: thought it was one of the ones that had the when they did sort of like the classic vehicles around the time of Jedi, and they put out. I know they did the land speeder and a couple others. I thought that this one survived.
3: <laughs> Matt, you are correct. They did re-release it for the collector series. I see. I see a photo of it now.
1: <laughs> I know they did the. Uh, they well, with that they did the the land speeder and of course the Dewback too. Mm. So
2: so. The- Raider TIE Fighter was released in Star Wars Box and Empire Box. Um, the Star Wars Box had the regular and then they had the special offer uh, that came with the, um, the cardboard background display, which is pretty cool. It's pretty big. Uh, it opens up. It's got uh, three sides to it plus a floor. And it's basically, it looks like the, the TIE Fighter can just sit in a hangar for it. And just the only difference on the boxes is there was a sticker on it that says special offer. And then they did the uh, re-release in 83 for the special edition one as well that you guys were talking about.
1: Cool. Amp- Empire Strikes Back too, huh? Wow. Yeah, that's, I am, uh... that's what's...
2: I mean, I'm looking in uh second Tom Arts book, and yeah. it's listed right there as, as, wow. as
1: an Empire box, too. So. I'm, uh, there you go. That's probably a hard one to get, though.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's not even shown in the book. Like, there's no picture of that box in the book.
3: I, I just I don't remember seeing that around when it would be would be 1980, right? I, yeah. I I just do not remember seeing that and in, in when Empire after it was long gone as far as I was. Neither concerned. do I. It was like with the uh, Death Star playset or PlayStation, it was just gone. Next is uh, definitely one of my favorite vehicles, the Millennium Falcon. Tom, did you have this one? Did you already tell us you didn't? I no, I I I didn't. You I did. didn't.
1: Few, uh, few friends in the neighborhood did. I think we were pretty hard on the Millennium Falcon. We actually uh, threw it through the air. Yeah, we were pretty hard on our toys. So, with that in mind, uh, my Millennium Falcon probably wouldn't have survived to this day so probably best i didn't have one but i sure wanted one that was a great toy back then so man that was that 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 got you instant friends when when you had uh, star wars fans in the neighborhood for sure uh chris did you have millennium falcon
0: yeah best toy ever honestly i, I love this thing i think the millennium falcon together with the rebel transport were definitely among the uh, my, my favorite vehicles as a kid and um it Kind of, it wasn't really like a, a carry case, but you could cram a lot of figures in it, and you know, take it outside to the playground and play with your friends and stuff. So, yeah, I got a lot of play value out of that one for sure.
3: Yeah, were you were you like me as as the years went by? Did you lose parts from it?
0: Yeah, it's it's totally beat up. Yeah. I think the the cockpit uh, hatch is missing, and uh, I think the uh, the entrance door, you know, the the, the ramp. I think I lost that one at some point. So Unfortunately, I don't have it here. It's at my mom's place. But next time I go visit, I'll I'll definitely uh, pick all my vintage stuff up and bring it here and uh, probably restore it. Mm -hmm.
1: You're going to have to. Hey, uh, speaking of restoring, Chris, you might want to check out Retro Blasting's uh, epic uh, four-part series on uh, restoring the Falcon. Have you seen that?
0: I have not yet, no.
1: Yeah, pretty awesome. I think we're going to post it on I Grew Up Star Wars. So um, check it out if you haven't, retroblasting.com. It's it's an awesome. Their newest uh, video series
4: is pretty cool.
3: Matt, thoughts on the Millennium Falcon? Loved it. I was I was
4: surprised when I found out that a couple just coincidentally like about two months ago that this came out in '79 because I was sure that it was out before that. As long as I remember having Star Wars vehicles, I remember having a Millennium Falcon. But played with it, lost that training remote probably on Christmas Day when I got it. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I, I think I probably got most. I don't think I've got the the chess table anymore but apart from that and the you know it was they packed a lot of features in there with that gun and the the uh, smuggling compartments and you could actually get Han and Chewie both into the cockpit which the skill that Hasbro lost years later but (laughs) wasn't wasn't
1: that training remote nothing more than like a little black bead or something ridiculous like that it was pretty cheesy wasn't it
3: it was yeah, on a piece of dental floss yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. That I, thing was just that thing was just waiting to get uh, you know thrown down the
4: air yeah. vent. It was the uh, the rope equivalent from the Death Star. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're not going to find one anymore.
3: I think when uh, when I, when I got my Falcon, I don't even think uh, this got put in the vehicle. I think it was just thrown away with the rest of the packaging because I don't remember seeing it. That's pretty possible. Actually, because it's such a small little piece, it,
1: how'd this get in here? Yeah. You know,
3: and and Matt, I think it's uh, entirely possible you did get this vehicle before '79, although it wasn't packaged in the uh, LP packaging with the original vehicles. You know, I it's entire, I think it's entirely possible that this was out a little earlier.
4: Well, I, I, all I remember is that I got it for Christmas.
3: Ryan, did I get to you on the Millennium Falcon? No, you didn't. Okay, what are you, what are your uh, memories or thoughts on the vehicle?
2: This is a vehicle I've had since childhood. Um, I got it for my fifth birthday in 81. Um, I actually have a picture, and it's on Tom's I Grew Up Star Wars page, of me with my Millennium Falcon and my Boba Fett underoose shirt on, uh, holding up my Falcon after I got it. And I still have it today. Same vehicle. The only thing I am missing from mine, I'm missing the arm for the training re- remote. But I do have the ball. I'm missing the the, the false floor. I actually have a uh, <laughs> a piece of floor from one of the the newer Falcons in it. And then I the cockpit window. Um, like I had the plastic piece that goes over, but the uh, the clear plastic window was missing. And I put a newer Falcon piece in for that. But uh, awesome, awesome ship. I, this is. You know obviously this is probably the biggest ship I had as a kid um well, not necessarily. I did have the ad ad as well but um it's it's just such a cool and of course very iconic of the movies. always proud to have had it uh when I took out my uh my toys again uh when I was a teenager in high school. this was one of the first things I took out put it on top of my uh my dresser and uh Had it displayed. The only weird thing on mine, I don't know if anybody else has this problem, um, is the landing gear don't like to stay in position. You try to lock them down. It has the pieces that are supposed to lock it down, but it's those, those landing gear, those back landing gear, have gone up and down so much that it just doesn't work in there. And so on mine, for years, I've actually had a long enough screw that's wedged inside to keep the landing gear down so it can be displayed.
3: Yeah, I did something similar. I put some poster putty right where the landing gears kind of lock in just to stabilize the vehicle, and it seems oh. to work.
2: For a long time, it was actually some G.I. Joe missiles that were in there holding it up, but uh, <laughs> now I think there's some screws in there, so...
3: And this this vehicle, this it was such a great... I mean, all of these toys were great molds, but this one really holds up, and... Yeah, it does. You know, even... You know, they used this mold well into the two thousands, right? Oh yep. yeah. five. Two thousand five, yeah. And it's just it still looks really great. Okay, so moving on from the Millennium Falcon, we will go to the radio controlled Jawa Sand Crawler. Tom? No. You didn't have this one? No. Are you gonna get it? No. Never?
1: It's nice, but
3: it's, it's I thought
1: you suck. <laughs> number one I know, right. It's part of uh, your focus. I know, but the thing is it's uh, I'm uh, I'm a stickler for for good condition how how am I gonna find a um a loose sand crawler for in good condition I
3: don't know,
1: yeah, so I don't know if, if i'm if I'm incredibly ridiculously stupidly lucky, maybe, but uh, I'll keep my eyes open for it, but I don't think that's really gonna happen,
0: yeah, you would probably have to restore one, you know yeah, I get, prob- get several pieces several different ones, and then just see if you can change parts or something, yeah, also. You know, it's,
1: it's, what an amazing toy though but um i don't know um well you know now that i think about it going back to the uh the the last 21 uh figures that 10 uh figures you had the power droid you had the uh, death star droid and all those these would have looked perfect in the uh sandcrawler. so i think when they were creating the the figures and the toys, they really definitely designed and picked the figures that were going to complement each other now that I think about it. And now that I'm thinking about the radio controlled sandcrawler. So there you go.
2: Ryan, do you have one of these? I do. Mine is in total crap condition. Um, Like it's kind of (laughs) missing the treads on the bottom. Somebody broke them off at some point. I think I paid $5 for mine or something like that. But it was like, as usual in my collection, sometimes I just have a piece like that to say I have it mm-hmm. until what one day I upgrade. And I, I kick myself for this because I almost did upgrade probably two or three years ago. Um, I know... Most of the guys on this know. Remember, one stop toy shop in uh, in Linwood. Yes, and he had a sand crawler there. Uh, I can't remember what the price was, but it was really really good. And actually, I had been heading there on, with plans to buy it when I went there and found out that the store was closed and he was gone. Because um, the guy always gave me great deals, so I was hoping to get it for a better deal than, than even what he had it at. But I, I know it was in great shape. Uh, it looked good. Um, I don't know if it had like the ladder inside and everything, but uh, it was a heck of a deal, and I, and I wished I had bought it when I had the chance. But one of these days, I'll pick up a better one than the crap version one I have right now.
3: I saw one for sale at Celebration 6 for, I think, $100 at one of the uh, collector swaps. Nice, and I almost and I almost did pick it up, and I'm I'm kind of regretting not not picking it up.
2: Yeah, I think the one I saw at one stop was about fifty or sixty bucks or something like that.
3: Yeah, I just want to get one that looks halfway decent to display. I don't really care if it works or not.
2: Yeah, I mean, I bought the uh, the Power of the Force two one, which is the same mold, just you know a better paint job on it, really for for deco and that. And I mean, it's it's a cool vehicle as far as what it is. Mm-hmm. That Power of the Force two one was not cheap either, but because that was a diamonds. Uh, Comic Shop exclusive, but... uh,
3: The Power Force 2 one is just kind of a a repaint, and that is is not common to find. No,
2: it's not. No, No,
4: it was... Wasn't that OTC? It wasn't Power of the Force 2. It was OTC. Yeah, Yeah. it was OTC.
2: I was was, considered... I got mine through through the fan club. I remember they had them through uh, Previews. That's what it was. Previews exclusive. And I got mine through the Comic Shop, Uh, but... uh, yeah, and it wasn't cheap either. I want to say it was like seventy-five, eighty bucks or something like that. I think so. Yeah,
4: uh, Matt, do you, do you have this vehicle? I this is one that I never got. I think it might be the only Star Wars vehicle that I didn't have, and I think it was because I was so disenchanted with the way that the the sonic controlled land speeder worked, or more accurately, failed to work. That I really just wasn't interested in another remote controlled vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know, but I I didn't have it, and I never knew anybody that did. So
1: yeah, yeah. I think this one was uh, this one was pretty hard to find as far as kids getting this one. How, do you, anybody recall how much this one cost back then?
2: No Boy. idea.
1: Probably was a little restrictive as far as budget goes. I think this one was probably was
2: more expensive. Thirty dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's about right.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, back then, thirty bucks was a, a little lot bit of money. What's
4: the Death Star cost?
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. look at the play value of the Death Star, and then the the land, you know, sand sand crawler.
3: Yeah, I I never knew a single person that had this vehicle when I was growing up.
1: Of course, if you had the choice between you know something of that value and say the uh, the Death Star, which one are you going to pick?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Or the
3: Falcon over this, right? Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. It's it's not going to be anybody's first first list. <laughs>
2: That's
3: true. But, but it does look nice and I would love to get one for display. Yeah, me too. Me too. This next uh, vehicle, is it a vehicle? Maybe not. It's a creature, I suppose, the Patrol doback. Right? It doesn't really fit into the vehicle category or the playset, so...
2: Yeah, you know. Depends on how you'd want to define could, that. I but. guess it could be a vehicle. <laughs> close close <laughs> enough. A, close it's enough. It's a mode of yeah. transport.
3: Yeah. There you go, right. yeah. There yeah. you go. This is a great one. Tom, I know you have this because I've seen you post photos of it.
1: Yes, yes, I have I have one. and uh, Or I had one when I was a kid. Sure, this was this was great. You could jam anybody in there. I think uh, the, uh, the Jawa kind of had a little bit of a problem. But, uh, yeah, he was... Uh, no.
3: Definitely a fun, fun one. What's that, Jason? For people listening who aren't familiar with the uh, Patrol Dubak, can you explain to them how uh, how the figures sit on this? Yeah, picture? so you've got the
1: you've got the green lizard, and uh, uh, you've got a saddle, and in the middle of the saddle, there's this little square cut out of the saddle, and inside, or uh, the Dubak itself, before you put the saddle on him has a little trap door on his back the trap door opens when you slide the uh the figure into it so when you've got the saddle on the dewback you just poke the uh use the stormtrooper for obvious reasons uh you you've got the uh, stormtrooper you poke him right through the back of the uh, dewback and uh there you go you've <laughs> <laughs> you've got the stormtrooper riding the uh the dewback and uh his legs are pretty much all the way through the uh body of the dewback
3: did you uh question this as a kid or did you just go no with, no just it, go it, with it?
1: going back again you know i was like oh okay this, this is great i i love this so yeah i didn't i i gotta tell you guys i was i was i just went with it i was a gullible child and very accepting so
2: he wasn't Any, curmudgeonly back then.
1: <laughs> I wasn't. No, I was the, the complete opposite. I was I was happy to get it, and I uh, gleefully played without questioning as far as Star Wars toys go.
3: Matt, did you question this mechanism, the way I, you question the Imperial Troop Transporter? No.
4: No. No, and I, whoever designed this at, at Kenner deserves, like, the Nobel Peace Prize
3: <laughs> because
4: this was – you know, it was so clever. I mean yeah. – yeah, you that's know, they they should have continued. I mean, they used it for the Tauntaun, if I'm not mistaken. they yeah. the same. Yep. And it looks better. You put a Stormtrooper in that dewback, and it looks better than a lot of the more modern ones with, you know, knee joints and ankle joints and hip joints, and they just, they don't look right sitting on these these creatures, but back then, you, you slide them in there, and nobody's the wiser. It looks great.
3: Yeah, I agree.
1: You know what would
4: have been neat is
1: if they would have molded... I think what they did with the Tauntaun in Empire Strikes Back, they kind of molded the, legs. The, the feet with the legs, so you had... If they would have molded kind of the, the, uh, the stormtroopers' legs, so they kind of made it look like it was actually sitting on the dewback instead of, you know... Uh, <laughs> Going through the back, it would probably would have been better, but once I again, it, he's yeah, still
2: pretty. Yeah, it kind of does, Tom. It has like a on the saddle as it goes over. There's, I mean, it, it pushes out from it. It kind of looks like it could be legs there.
3: Yeah, I always, I always thought those were legs on the side. They, they're, yeah, with furry. Uh, it's like they're almost like they're sliding into some furry, um, furry yeah. stirrups. Furry yeah. stirrups. Big, That's big, it. Big
2: long furry, big stirrups. long
3: furry stirrups.
4: Yes. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, I thought it looked great, and the head and the tail moved. You know, together, you know, so you can shake them around and have, I mean, you got a lot of, I don't know how much this cost. I'm going to bet $10. You got a lot of play value for your $10. Oh,
3: definitely. And I agree. It does look, the the more recent dewback that they released a few years ago, the way the legs kind of bend around the uh, dewback, it it does look kind of
2: not quite right. It's like your stormtroopers trying to do the splits on top of the duback, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. What would you rather have? A stormtrooper doing the splits or something <laughs> that this this doesn't really doesn't take away from the look of the back, you know, the toy. So uh, this was a great great way of kind of troubleshooting this 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 issue here. I think it works.
3: Chris, do you have the patrol duback I don't. No. No. Well,
0: that's that. I could have the uh, the Tauntauns, though. Well, we're not talking about Tauntauns, Chris. (laughs) talk
2: about Tauntauns. A year
3: later. We'll get to the Tauntauns. Give it a year. We'll get to it. We'll get to it one of these days.
2: I've had it since I was a kid. It was one of the things. Like, I wasn't totally sure what it was when I got it. Um, I didn't see Star Wars in theaters when it came out. I was a little too young. I know my parents went and saw it. But um, I did get this uh, years later. And I remember seeing Star Wars on VHS. When I was a kid in daycare, when I was like six or something like that, and I knew the story of course because I'd listen to the the, the uh, record with the book forever and ever and ever. But you know, I didn't totally understand it. But I did then, like in my memory, I would I would remember from that VHS tape the uh, the do back with the stormtrooper sitting on top of it at the dunes. And so I was like, okay, that's what that is, you know. But I, I, I've had this since I was a kid. It's still in really good shape. The trapdoor idea was really good. I will tell uh, any listeners out there who want to know, don't stick a Power of the Force 2 figure into this uh, trapdoor. <laughs> um, <Yeah. I, laughs> Do they uh, not come out? <laughs> um, I had a Power of the Force 2 stand trooper in mind for a long time, and when I recently moved and was setting stuff up, it took me a long time to get that sand trooper out of there. And, uh, uh, Tom, this is one time I'll agree with you. Yeah, the Power of the Force 2 and the vintage don't mix, so... Um, just go with a vintage stormtrooper it's fine
1: yeah listen listen to ryan everybody don't don't <laughs> mix your vintage with your modern it's oh, just, no, just bad m- just bad and news
2: you can, you can mix, you mix your vintage and modern in other ways but uh in that case, no, don't do it.
3: Uh, one thing you, you might also want to be looking out for, if you decide to pick one of these up, the the reins yeah. are often not attached. Or- very,
1: very yeah. brittle, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, those those break really easily. Smartly.
2: Mine is broken on one side. It's, it's the only thing it has wrong with it. But
3: yeah, it's- If you breathe on those wrong, they're going to crack off. Tom gonna- holds
2: his breath when he goes around them all the time.
1: Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. by the way, uh, Ryan, I don't know what you're talking about with the fact that those – the. Uh, the saddle looks like uh, molded stormtrooper legs. Where are you seeing that, man? I don't know what you're talking about. I see it. They poofed out. I don't see it at all. I totally I see, see it. it all. Put
2: on your glasses, nah. old man.
1: Yeah. Nah. <laughs> no. I'm
4: with you, Tom. I don't see it at all.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: guys, we, we might have to take a poll. Do you see uh, stormtrooper legs on that do back? Uh, yes or no? I'm going to say. Can we do a poll on? Uh, yeah we could when this when this podcast comes out we'll do a poll and we'll yeah. see what everybody thinks
3: yeah i'll set up a poll on the face
1: yeah page. there you go Ryan. i, I see the, the legs
3: i see the legs ryan sees the legs chris doesn't have one matt doesn't wow we're it's a it's an equal divide in, in- oh my god chris doesn't have legs no chris doesn't have oh the do back legs. Yeah. okay gotcha okay so what i, don't, your I don't know or? i don't know how chris would weigh in on this since he doesn't have one
1: but i'm pictures. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Have you uh, seen pictures?
0: Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And? And they're totally legs. Yeah. Get <laughs> the hell <laughs> get get shit. out of here. Get out of here. No need for a
3: pull. It, it, they have legs. We've, yeah. We, The majority, no. majority rules. We've got,
0: to, we've got to take a pull. I've they're got to win they the part of the saddle.
3: Yeah. they not
0: on the actual.
3: Right.
0: right.
3: Yeah, the the legs are molded on the saddle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This totally. Is,
3: they're furry stirrups. This is ridiculous. <laughs>
0: Learn something new every day, Tom. <laughs>
1: You're not teaching me anything. <laughs> Matt, help me out here, buddy. I, I think we got
3: outvoted. Poll, yeah, but they're I not there. We'll see. We will put a poll up. Okay, good. Let's move on then from the vehicles to the playsets. On episode 12, we talked with Mark, author Mark Belomo about the uh, first playset, and that was the uh, Death Star playset which was really awesome. So when they came to release some more play sets, they did land of the Jawas, which, uh, is not only really a play set, but it also does come with, I guess, a vehicle with the uh, escape pod. And it's got a cardboard background that looks, uh, well, that is a sand crawler. Maybe that's why people didn't spring for the, uh, for the sand crawler vehicle. Cause they had this play set with the, uh, car. There you go. And
1: <laughs> much cheaper too, for sure.
3: Yeah, definitely much cheaper. Uh, Tom, this is something you picked up recently, right?
1: Yeah, I picked this up uh, with my buddy Chris B at Bobacon in Everett, Washington. Really nice, uh, really nice um, example of one. You've got the uh, sand crawler, which is a cardboard backdrop, but then you've got the uh, the kind of the sand in front of it. And you've got all kinds of little uh, little play value there. You've got the little cave where R two hides uh, from the. Uh, I'm assuming the uh, sand people, right, Ryan? That's probably what that is all about. And then you've got the treads of the uh, sand crawler, and the. Uh, um, of course, you've got the uh, the escape pod too. So it's it's a it's a pretty neat looking little uh, little playset for sure.
3: And uh, this playset, they started to do the little the levers where you would turn a lever and uh, uh, a little piece of plastic would pop up. And I, I assumed so you could simulate shooting, a, shooting another figure. Right. Right. right? Yep. I think this is the first time they tried that. I don't, the death star doesn't have anything like that. Does it?
1: I don't think so. No. I do know that the, uh, the, another playset coming up here that mm-hmm. we're going to discuss definitely has that, yeah. but this one has that one too. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a little added play value too, which is, which is great. It's a, it's a, Relatively inexpensive, cheap little playset, but uh, what you get is uh, quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of fun, I think.
3: And that elevator, there's an elevator on the sand crawler, right? And, little primitive little yeah, elevator, sure. And my memory from being a kid is um, running figures up and down this elevator over and over and over does uh, does not bode well for the construction of the sand
1: crawler. <laughs> it's,
3: yeah, it's pretty <laughs> flimsy, so. <laughs> Don't be using the – just use
1: the stairs. Don't take the elevator <laughs> yeah. too much.
4: Yeah. Uh, Matt, do you have this set? I did. Well, I still do. Um, I, I, maybe, like you were saying, because I had this sand crawler, I didn't think I needed the radio-controlled one. But I, I think I, my favorite part of it had to be the, the escape pod. I, I remember using that far more than I used the actual plastic base. And mm. I don't remember ever having the elevator part the actual stare that you put the, the the figure on but uh no i mean i liked that it was you know it was a star wars toy It was a tatooine environment i thought it was pretty cool mm-hmm.
1: you know the funny thing about it is there were two little cut out windows in the uh in the uh, sand crawler on that playset in in the back there's a little platform that's about the height of a of a, a figure so your little figures could look out there was a little platform that you could put your figures because there were little pegs that you could actually put in the sand crawler so your your figures could look outside um, the sand crawler. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of funny. I, I never really noticed that until I got the uh, the playset a couple months ago, and that was, that was kind of fun to see.
3: What do you think about the cardboard construction? Do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea? making so much of this playset out of cardboard?
1: Well, I mean, it was a price point that was great for the kids, uh, and the adults definitely could, uh, you know, take that into uh, account. You know, you get what you pay for, and right. this wasn't very expensive, so they had to cut corners
3: What One thing about somewhere. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and even if the uh, cardboard portion of this playset vanishes or, or goes away, it's still pretty cool. You could still use the base, you know, it's still... Usable And and like Matt said, the the escape pod is, you know, a fun part of this playset, too. So, Uh, Ryan, you have this, right?
2: Um, It wasn't something I had as a kid. I think this is one of those things like I I got extremely lucky. I think it was 94 or 95. Um, When I was getting back into collecting, I went to my church's flea market. And I found this giant box of vintage Star Wars toys. I mean, there was like a Dagobah playset, a land speeder. TIE Fighter, Cloud Car, uh, The Land of was Place had a ton of figures, all sorts of good stuff. I mean, it wasn't all in the greatest shape and I got it for five bucks. I mean, it was literally, I went up, I was like, how much, like, I thought they started, like, pulling things out, like, individually and trying to add it up. And they're like, you know what? Oh, for five bucks. I'm like, sweet, cool, sold. And um, so I think I picked mine up at that point. It was either that or through the old rec arts groups um, mm-hmm. on the old uh, news group stuff. But um, mine still has the cardboard backing, and it survived pretty well. I mean, it's a little bent on the sides. Um, the elevator still works fine. The only thing mine is missing is one of the cardboard struts to help hold it up on the side of the elevator. So all I did was take the other one and cut out a um, a piece of cardboard of the same size. I traced it out and cut it out to help support it up. But uh, the elevator works fine. I think it's a cool playset. The, uh, the escape pod's really cool. Um, until they... Finally released uh, the the modern escape pod, and I think that was two thousand three or two thousand four. I mean, nothing beat that. It was that's a cool little accessory, cool little almost ship, really. So nice little addition in with that playset.
3: And if they re-release this again, they'd probably have to put a little rock accessory in front of that cave where R two hides.
2: Right? Yeah, they would <laughs> right? have that there. Yeah, had to, had to throw version.
3: that in there, didn't so you, Land Jason? Of the Jawas. <laughs> Next, we have the Droid Factory. And this is another expanded universe playset. I think. And I don't have it because I don't collect this stuff that's not in the films. But I know Tom uh, picked this up recently as well. So tell us all about it, Tom.
1: Finally found one that had all the accessories in it, uh, including the uh, orange hose, that uh, little piping that came with it. Yeah, so, finally so found Tom a was, great... When
2: that came with- when that came with orange hose, did it come with a pimp for those hose too? Uh-huh. I'm editing that out. Yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs>
1: good job, Jay's uh, Ryan. Yeah, it's good uh, good yeah. You were waiting for that one, weren't you? Uh, it,
2: you're one still one wearing your. Me. You're, probably, you're, probably,
1: you're probably sitting there talking to me in your. Uh, you're still sporting that boba, Boba Fett uh, underoos, there, buddy.
2: No, no, I upgraded to the Mark Echo sweatshirt. I'll, I'll post it too. I, I have the uh, not only the picture of me as a kid with the Falcon, but I have a picture of me in the Boba Fett um, Mark Echo sweatshirt holding the modern giant Falcon in the same t- type of position. So.
1: Oh, there you go. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry, So Tom, what are we, ta- what
2: are we talking about? about? We're talking about the droid factory. The orange. How about orange? your hose, Tom.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, oh God, I'm all sidetracked now. <laughs> I was glad to pick up, um, Jason, I was glad to pick up one that had all the, uh, all the parts and, and it was great because uh, once again, my buddy Chris B was with me and, uh, we took the blueprints from the, uh, package they, that was included. And we, uh, we built all of the, uh, um, droids from the blueprints and, uh, I think, uh, Chris, you, uh, you posted those pictures on uh, your website, uh, JediBusiness.com,
0: correct? Uh, just the monster. Just monster
1: the one. monster one? Okay, well, the monster yeah, one was the very last droid to build in the, uh, in the uh, blueprints, and that used every piece of that playset. And that thing is just ridiculously stupid looking but uh <laughs> hey it uses every piece of that damn playset. so i'm glad to have it because i've been looking for it for quite a while friend of mine from childhood todd fisher i know i've talked about him before this kid used to uh you know run errands and do stuff for his folks and he would i'm pretty sure he got star wars toys because i like them and he got them just took kind of make me feel bad that's the only thing i can think of this kid was he just he just did it to irritate me he was he was my childhood ryan beezy
3: yeah i had a friend that would get star wars figures and then put them in a drawer and never play with them oh that irritated me wow yeah yeah just to just to just to aggravate me he got uh, he got these toys and and when he'd get the figures like if he got figures that i already had and didn't play with them eh, i was okay with that but when he would get figures that i didn't have and he'd stick them in the drawer and never play with them. That just irritated
1: me. Yeah, yeah. Why are you going to buy toys?
3: Right. And, did he you open know...
1: them? Yeah,
3: he opened them. Well. He did open them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. Funny. Uh, Matt, anyway. Matt, do you have the Droid Factory? I do have the Droid Factory. And
4: uh, What do you think of it, Matt? Uh, it was it was not one of my favorite toys. It was not one of those, you know, i you hear people talk about it now, and they're like, well, that was how you got your R2-D2 with the with the third leg. And I, I guess I never cared as a kid that he didn't have the center leg, because it wasn't that... I, I'd put him together, and I said, well, the normal figure's better. It's more solid. Agreed. Those, those little plastic nubs that held everything together, just, I mean, or rubber nubs, they one, you'd lose them real easy, but you know, in your deep 1970s shag carpet, they were hard to find. And... <laughs> You know, it's, it was okay. You know, I've still, you know, I was I got it out of when I moved a year ago to see how many of the pieces I had. I probably had about half of it, but none of those little, you know, rubber connectors, so.
1: Yeah, uh, other than the, uh, other than those, that orange piping, I'm going to call it piping now because I don't want to have Ryan go crazy on me. <laughs> um, those little nubs were the little rubber connectors were definitely the ones to go second, so. If you didn't have a, a complete set of these toys, you know, if you didn't have a complete set of the, uh, you know, uh, there were wheels and connecting little pieces and stuff. If you didn't have one of those, then one of those droids was something you couldn't build. So this was just an
4: accident waiting to happen, I think as far as a playset goes and the other thing i mean as you know an eight-year-old even with only just star wars is the only movie in existence as far as the star wars universe none of the none of the droids that you could build struck me as being from star wars they were just fairly kind of generic weird looking things so yeah they definitely weren't very star warsy that's for sure and then that monster
1: droid did you ever build that uh droid I'm sure that I did.
4: Is it in was it in the instructions? Cuz I know it came with patterns yeah, for a lot yeah, of. Yeah, it was it was in the instructions and, If it uh, was one, I probably did it at some point. But Yeah.
1: Like like I said before, Chris and I built it. Number one, it took us maybe a half an hour and uh that thing was just so rickety and and stupid looking. It was wasn't even worth our time really.
4: Mm-hmm. But I mean, Jason, you were saying it's expanded universe. They they retconned it later and became Jabba's dungeon. So That's right.
3: Yeah, so that's maybe, right. maybe maybe I will have to pick one up. <laughs> Although I don't remember seeing it in Jabba's Palace. They should have, you know, when they redid it as Jabba's Dungeon, they should have, I don't know, put up some kind of cell or something in it, right?
2: Yeah, they they could have done something a little more. I mean, they, they took out the the molded pieces for where you put all the droid pieces, but uh, they, they could have added a little something, I think, but yeah.
4: Well, it was less dungeon and more that workroom where 88 8 and... E v whatever were mm. were torturing their you know
3: workers, yeah, it was more that than the prison, yeah, okay, uh Ryan, did you uh give us your thoughts on this?
2: I did not have this as a kid, but it 's something I picked up a few years back uh, again at the one stop toy shop. I think I paid twenty five bucks for mine. <laughs> And it came with everything but the uh the hoses and uh it but it has all the dro- other droid parts, everything else, and the R two sticker, it looks fantastic. It's a cool set for what it is. I mean I could see maybe as a kid back in the uh late seventies, early eighties having something to where, you know, you could put together your own Star Wars droids, you know, as Matt said, they don't necessarily look very Star Warsy, but uh you know, you got to kind of create your own thing. And as we all know, nowadays, everybody loves Legos. It's a similar idea there. To, to be able to create your your own things out of that, I, I, I think kids would love that. But um, I'd love to see an update of this. Uh, you know, Hasbro has been doing their Droid Factory stuff with the pieces that came in, the, uh, in with the figures. But if they didn't update with a whole playset. That came with a ton of parts and everything. That'd be kind of cool. I, I could totally go for that.
0: Chris, uh, do you have this? I didn't. But Like Tom mentioned, uh, you know, we, we put it together, and um, you know, I'm not sure if if as a child if I would have liked liked it um, simply because I would have not recognized any of those droids. But the concept itself is pretty cool, mm-hmm. and it's always interesting. Like what Ryan just pointed out is with Hasbro going back. And getting inspired by this particular set you know and uh, it's really interesting to see that and uh, you know the whole concept of building something like the whole Lego concept kind of you know is really interesting and I think for back in the days I think kind of did a pretty decent job with this set even though I'm not quite sure if you know I would have really gotten into this and I'm not sure if I would have had enough imagination you know to to put these droids into my Star Wars world but um, I can see some kids certainly uh, getting into that all
3: right, so the next playset is the Creature Cantina, and this was probably one of my favorite playsets um, ever. Even I think I like this even better than the Death Star playset. It uh, it just can it's like an orange uh, base with a with a table and a and a bar and some doors that swing open. But something about it just really really excited me as a kid, and I really played with it quite often all the way through. From Star Wars to Jedi, I played with it the whole time, and I have one still, and it looks okay still. Um, looks like the cardboard might be starting to fade a little bit, but um, I like it, uh, Tom. I, uh, you know, what's to say? What,
1: going back to the uh, Land of the Jawas, you had a you had a plastic base, kind of a vacuum molded base, and then you had the uh, uh, cardboard background which was which was a nice little piece of artwork in itself so yeah great I, I, everything about this it definitely has play value and you know when you're when you're playing with it and you've got your figures inside the room it's it's really uh, it it really is a nice little showpiece i've got and, one on display in one of my cabinets and it it really does look
3: great and um and this is not to be confused with the uh Cantina Adventure set which was released by Sears right not uh, the, late yeah. 78 which is also a Cantina set with a background but, but that that Cantina set's more of the outside of the cantina where this is more of the uh, interior. Ryan, what are your uh, thoughts on the Creature Cantina?
2: Um this is something I picked up in the 90s and then picked up a better version a few years back. Uh but yeah, it, it's a cool little play set. I know Tom would probably kill me for this, but um uh my my first version, which doesn't have the cardboard backdrop or any of that, I've used for a long time as uh Watto's junkyard. Uh because <laughs> it has the counter there for Watto to sit on and I can put all the junk behind it. It works quite perfectly for that. Um so I hope Tom didn't faint or anything there. But uh <laughs> Uh Tom does the same thing. <laughs> yeah, he does, okay. So um but I I actually picked up a better version a few years back with the, the uh, backdrop and everything. That backdrop's really nice. It is uh, I like I like the artwork that goes with it. I kind of just like the idea of being able to put put figures in it, and, and you know, you can turn them with the little little knobs and that. For what it is, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I like it, uh, Matt.
4: Oh yeah, um, I always had the hardest time with the doorway because the doorway had a rubber band mechanism. So when the figure, when you pretended to walk the figure towards the door, they would automatically open up. I could never, never, ever get it to remain stable. But uh, I mean I, I liked it as a kid. I liked the I, I wasn't a big Cantina aliens guy, but I used it a lot. It's I mean currently it's along with I guess that Imperial attack base, it's the only vintage piece that I have up in dioramas currently. That I'm you know, I'm still actively displaying it. So I mean it's it's held up over the, you know, thirty years, thirty five years, whatever it's been.
3: Yeah. That that door mechanism, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I never quite got it to work right. I still don't have it working right. I I brought it out today to look at a little closer, just to, for a little bit of show prep, and I I want to get the doors working. I think um, Tom, do you have do the doors on your set work properly?
1: No, I don't have the uh, rubber band installed, mm-hmm. so they're either either in an open position or a closed position, and uh, I, I do have to agree with Ryan. Um, the battle droids going through the door just look great on this playset, <laughs> and um, yeah, just uh, just having Watto kind of float around um, right in front of the bar area—it's just—it's just magical. And uh, I'm going to punch you in the face next time I see you. Right?
3: Hey, now on this ta- if you look on the on the playset, there's a table, and I think that's like where. Like where Han and Han and Greedo face off. That's right. Kind of, that's kind of what I was. And it's got the lever where you you, you turn the crank. One of the, the 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 character on the opposite opposite side of the table goes flying. Like right. Uh huh. Yeah. But um, and it looks like that side would be designated for Greedo, right? Would you think that? Oh, I uh, if you follow the packaging. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm looking at mine, and I think I put the stickers on the table wrong because the stickers have like. One drink that's full and one drink that's spilled, And do you take it as Greedo gets shot and falls into his drink and his drink spills? That's, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, if you put, don't put the stickers on the right, like I've got mine probably on the wrong way. So, so it looks like Hans, Han's drink gets spilled and uh, Greedo stays.
1: Interesting. I've never thought of that. I'd have to, I'll have to look at my playset, too,
2: Jason. I now we have to watch the movie again. No. You know what I'm talking
3: about, right?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. It's a little It's a little sticker that you had to install on the uh, the, the little table base. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to look at that because yeah. interesting if uh, the one that I have is, is set correctly.
3: Yeah. Yep. After years of looking at mine, I finally realized that the, my sticker's not on correctly. But I don't care. It, it looks good still. Mm-hmm.
0: Chris... Yeah, I, I never had that playset, but it does look great. And, uh, again, it's one of those vintage items still on my list of things to pick up. So, mm-hmm.
3: Well, it's very cool. It's a very cool playset. Okay, so I'm going to just uh, go around and ask everyone, of uh, the playsets we discussed, wh- which one is your favorite? Uh, I'll just start and say my favorite is a Creature Cantina. Tom?
1: Uh what do we had? The land of the Jawas. We had Droid Factory, Creature Cantina. Well, I mean, come on, guys. It's for me. It's it's also. I'm gonna go with Jason. The uh, the uh, Creature Cantina is pretty hard to beat.
3: Ryan, the Millennium Falcon. Oh, uh, you always gotta.
2: Get-
1: That's a vehicle. Why do you always have to mess See, it up, Ryan? It's got a <laughs> play
2: set. What are you it's talking about? That's a such yeah.
1: a jerk. Such you a, a jerk. Back,
2: no. <laughs> okay, fine. The starters now. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, out of those. Ah, yeah, because I never had any of those as a kid.
1: Answer the question,
2: Ryan. Hard to say. Um... I don't know. Probably the land of the Jaw was Honestly, I, I like uh, I like the backdrop on it, and I like the escape pod with it. So it's a cool little playset. I, I think it looks really nice.
3: Okay.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna change mine and go with Ryan. No, I'm not. Oh. I like Creature Cantina better.
3: <laughs> Chris, what do you think is the best playset out of all of these that we've talked about tonight?
0: Um, I'll go with the Creature Cantina as well because mm-hmm. I think um, you know, looking at it now, I think it's a really cool way of displaying your know, vintage figures. So I'm not sure if it's a great playset, but I think it looks visually really, really cool.
3: And
4: yes. I'll go with the uh, Land of the Jawas, just entirely based on the escape
3: pod. And then I guess we should mention the – let's just uh, go through the vehicles too. What was the – everyone out of the vehicles we discussed, what would be your favorite? I would definitely say the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Tom?
1: Well, I mean, I'd be an idiot not to say – not agree with you. But uh, uh, Jason, Millennium Falcon for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Ryan?
2: Oh, definitely the Falcon. Awesome, awesome piece. Yeah, and Chris.
4: Oh, totally
0: Falcon all the way.
4: And Matt. Well, of course, yeah, it has to be the Falcon. But let me give honorable mention to the Imperial troop transport. Okay, you all can right. do that
1: definitely, guys. I've, I haven't been quite myself today. I've been mixing drinks using the land uh, the the escape pod actually. So it's <laughs> you know you just that- put your you put your thumb on the uh, the window, and you, you mix up a nice drink, and uh, it works great. It exactly. kind of messes up
2: the stickers inside, but, you know, <laughs>
1: what the hell? You so, so does
2: that mean that you've got a little plastic corrosion going in your drink? The alcohol is, like, corroding it a little bit, so you're getting a little plastic intake, too. So It adds a little flavor. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. We will continue with this discussion at some other point and keep going through the vintage Kenner toys. But that will be it for now. I would like to thank uh, my co-hosts tonight from i grew up star com tom well
1: you know guys uh, talking about vintage toys is always my favorite so an- another fun one thanks everybody and uh ryan thank you not a problem
2: i'll send you pictures of water's junk shop <laughs>
3: okay that sounds good from dot com, chris um thanks for having me um matt
0: thanks for coming on i'm a big fan of your podcast so i'm Glad you had time, and I guess I'll talk to you guys next
2: time.
3: From Bendoms to the Black series, from. What what else do you collect, Ryan? You
2: collect I collect more- crap. No, uh.
3: <laughs> what did you find today?
2: Um, I found, uh, the Star Wars, uh,. Uh, car accessories, the uh, <laughs> the uh, steering wheel cover, the floor mats, the air freshener. What else? Oh, I found some new mugs. I have to post pictures of the mugs. They are
3: awesome. Okay. and all the car accessories that you put on Facebook. Yeah, you? yeah, it's awesome. Where did you find all those? Uh Pet Boys. Oh, nice. Oh, check
1: Ryan, I guess the uh, car accessories make sense since you've got a car. I'm still trying to figure out those. Pet costumes, buddy. I am trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around that, and it is just not working.
2: I collect Vader stuff. I had to have the Vader the pet stuff for my collection. I know, I know. Hey, you know, Tom, I got some Angry Birds buckets for you too. You know, I, I picked up some for you.
1: This mute button is not. i quick enough.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we'd uh, like to thank our uh, special guest this week uh, from this week in Star Wars, Matt Fox. Hey, That's thanks Matt. a lot for having thanks me for. on. And, uh, Matt, why don't you tell everyone how they can uh, get to your podcast and check it out if they haven't already. Uh, Internet. <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> uh, go to thisweekinstarwars.com, which is uh, my rarely used home page. We've got a Facebook page, too, and probably the easiest and most straightforward way is just uh, go to iTunes and search for This Week in Star Wars.
3: And, uh, Matt, you kind of troll the web so we don't have to, right? Uh, yes. Yep. Yes, and um, you're going to – I have a feeling you're going to get very busy within the next, you know. Season. Well, you know, it's
4: odd. About a, you know, almost exactly a year ago, before the, yeah, uh, you know, the Disney thing was announced and the new movies, I was really wondering. If it's like, yeah, you have know, if, if we, have sur- we uh, latched our, our wagon to a falling star? But yeah, it's uh, dawning for uh, you know, if you care about the news or if you're a collector, you know. What, That's okay. What?
2: Jason was predicting they were just gonna say Star Wars was done a year ago. So that, that was my prediction
3: for Celebration Six. I predicted that 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 was gonna be kind of the finale of Star Wars. Uh, maybe not as all products, but as far as like movies, television shows, I thought uh, I thought they were gonna wrap it all up. I think what, more people would have agreed with you back then than disagreed. Yeah. <laughs> what would have made you think that, Jason? Well, it seemed like the Clone Wars was kind of getting kind of getting tired. I, not that I, dying didn't, I wanted dying to see, on the vine. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to see more Clone Wars. I wanted to see the story conclude a little more than it did, but I felt like it was kind of running out of steam and with no new movies. I don't know. I just kind of felt like uh, George was going to come out on the celebration stage and say, it's been fun, but it's over. Then I was wrong.
1: <laughs> well, he also said something like that in 1983 too. So,
0: Right. Well, I felt yeah. like that in 2005 for Celebration Three, right, right before Sith came out. I kind of felt that that was that was the end. Mm-hmm. Then they announced the Clone Wars show and rumors of the live action TV show were going around all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, I hey Matt. Later.
2: Matt, did you see the uh, the bit of news that came out today about Harrison Ford? I did see that. Okay. Yeah. I believe it. I later. I know. I know. Yeah. I was just... <laughs> I just thought it was really interesting that there was a, a multi-year thing, or a multi-movie thing. A multi-film
4: thing, deal, yeah. Yeah,
2: and uh, I don't know, the only thing I found believable about it is that they had a verbal agreement before and have been trying to nail down the, the actual written agreement uh, over the summer or whatever, and that makes sense why they haven't announced anything. I'm but, sure
4: they've got all the, the old three lined up. Yeah. they just you know. I think that the big news was the fact that they changed the writer you know the yeah oh yeah that's gone true. and those i mean that's it's really lucasfilm really downplayed it but i mean that explains yeah. why they haven't announced any casting or anything they don't know who's gonna be in the movie for right. sure well, so. it sounds
2: like they have a story but they just ha- haven't gotten the script right. down at this point but uh yeah that i i thought it was funny how they didn't downplay that Arnt was out and casden you know was really mm-hmm. in on that they just did now, oh it's abrams and casden on this now and it's like they didn't say anybody was out. I was like, oh, "Right, that's interesting." Yeah,
3: Matt, do you think with this uh, announcement that uh, Michael Arndt is out, do you think that's going to cause a delay for the film as far as the release date?
4: Well, they never announced the
3: date, did they? Um, that's true. <laughs> they, they did say summer, though, right? Haven't they like two uh, times uh, said like summer?
4: Somebody said summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I put if I think they could get it done by the summer of 2015 if they wanted to.
2: I think mm-hmm. they can too. Uh, you know, I'm reading, since I picked up the enhanced versions of the making of books, since I would never read them before, and I've been reading through the making of Star Wars right now, and honestly, with what Lucas did with Star Wars in 75, 76, it's almost on about the same schedule as what Episode Seven is right now, ultimately. Right. I, so, I, mean, I, I think
4: mean, ultimately, I think the wild card here is Abrams, because yeah. he, I know the Star Trek sequel took a lot longer than the studio wanted, Right, and they let him be as deliberate and as slow as he wanted to be, and Lucasfilm slash Disney will have to you know keep the whip you know at hand. I think if they want to move him along, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, if Disney wants it in twenty fifteen summer, I think they can still get it there.
3: Wednesday will be October thirtieth, and everyone is kind of speculating whether there might be some kind of big announcement. Um, what do you think? I saw that. I found that very
4: interesting when uh, somebody pointed out that they did a trailer each consecutive Wednesday, and the next Wednesday is the anniversary. Yeah, and, very interesting. Uh, I, it fits. It makes sense, but it also made sense for them to announce something at Europe, and it made sense for them to announce something <laughs> you know, at uh, the Disney D23, and they've at every time they've not failed to not do anything. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, it's, as I keep saying in my show, and I keep thinking – eventually they're going to have to say something one of these predictions is going to be accurate at some point yeah yeah <laughs> and the movie will come out in 15 whether it's in the summer or late summer or even if it's in the winter and we're we're all going to know this stuff someday but mm-hmm. and until then it's the anticipation is it's it's killing us but uh yeah, you know, yeah one day it's just... one day we're going to find out and that's going to be it
3: all right, well, uh, that is the show. <clears throat> Remember, you can contact us at GalaxyOfToys at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Facebook.com GalaxyOfToys. Follow us at Twitter at GalaxyOfToys. Also, if you know how to correctly install the doors on the Creature Cantina, please email us at GalaxyOfToys at gmail.com, and uh, I'd love to, to know exactly how to fix mine because I, um, I want to get that thing working again. That is the show. Good night, but not goodbye.
4: I don't get to hear B. Arthur.
3: Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams.
1: Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems.